You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy obviously have a lot at stake in 2021, but how much of that will be shaped by the NFL draft and how much of that will be shaped by the quarterbacks? This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter, at Cox Sports One. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Bears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook or join the Locked On Bears Facebook group. On the show today, we examine the impact of this 2021 NFL draft on the Chicago Bears, particularly the job security for their general manager and head coach. We'll look at how much stock we put into this draft class and how much it speaks to Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy and their impact on this team and whether or not these draft picks can be the difference between keeping them around for multiple years or changing the entire regime in 2022. But first, I want to start with something I hadn't even considered for the Bears in the first round that's a good reminder to keep our eyes open to a variety of possibilities in the NFL draft with just how unpredictable this thing can be. That There's a lot of different options with so much information we don't know on the back end. Why certain players are falling or rising and NFL teams just have the medicals and the interviews and the off-the-field stuff that we just can't possibly know. It's why these conversations about Justin Fields keep pushing him farther and farther down the draft board to the point now where it's like, I'm not... I'm not ready to say completely with 100% certainty that he couldn't be the Bears pick, maybe even at 20, but you know, in the teens, that he could be this quarterback that falls. As Adam Schefter and others report about the 49ers you know, trying to now come down between Trey Lance and Mac Jones, which this is a little bit smokescreeny because the 49ers have known who they're going to draft at number three. And if they trade up to number three and now are wishy-washy on who they want to draft, then Clearly, they are not having the right decision makers making these types of decisions. And by all accounts, it just doesn't does not seem realistic that there would be any kind of waffling that they know by now, not the week before the week of the draft, which quarterback they're going to take at number three. That's a different discussion. But we're keeping this on the Bears. And with, you know, with Justin Fields potentially falling and maybe teams are more sour on him behind the scenes than we all see on the outside. I mean, he's maybe my favorite quarterback in this draft. I mean, of course, Trevor Lawrence at the top, but I like Fields a little more than Zach Wilson. If I have to put him, you know, gun to my head, I got to take one of those quarterbacks. It's it's Justin Fields for me, and I would love to see Justin Fields in a Bears uniform, but that's not even the focus here. That's, that's not the possibility I hadn't considered. The possibility I hadn't considered comes from our friend Trevor Sikama from Locked On NFL Draft. He's one of the draft experts over at the Draft Network. You've heard him on this podcast He's great. I mean, he breaks down prospects really well. He's a fun, personable guy, and he's got some connections here and there. He's built a little rapport in and around the draft community. So he's got some eyes and ears out there, and he put out his final predictive 
mock draft for this year. Not necessarily what he would do if he were every team, but more so how he thinks these picks will play out. And that includes Justin Fields falling to the Patriots at 15, I should mention, which just feels like a nightmare scenario for the rest of the NFL. Like you can't let we can't let draft day go through and let the New England Patriots get Justin Fields at any pick, let alone getting to sit there at 15 and let perhaps the best or second best quarterback in this draft class fall all the way down to them. That's just come on. I mean, we just we just collectively can't let that happen for the good of the NFL. But what happens in this predictive mock draft, not only Fields falling that far, but Devonta Smith, the wide receiver from Alabama, not just any wide receiver from Alabama, the Heisman winning wide receiver from Alabama, he has fallen all the way down to the Chicago Bears with the 20th overall pick. And throughout this whole draft process, I have been very quick and perhaps too quick to immediately say, oh, well, those top three wide receivers, are they're gone. You know, in the same way that I say, well, Trevor Lawrence is going number one and Zach Wilson is going number two and, you know, Kyle Pitts, the tight end, is going to go in the top 10 and top seven. Well, you know, throw... Throw Devonta Smith in there with Jalen Waddell and Jamar Chase as like bona fide top 10, top 15 wide receivers that aren't going to sniff the Bears at 20. That all our conversation has just been, well, you know, Rashad Bateman or, you know, trading down in some of the other wide receivers. But after Devonta Smith weighed in at 166 pounds, that's when this conversation changed. And maybe I didn't pick up on I didn't I didn't put two and two together that yeah a lesser height for Devonta Smith and a lesser weight I think six foot 166 that could really lower his draft stock in the eyes of some teams that when you look at the weight of NFL wide receivers very rarely do players that low on the scale have long-term success in the NFL and that could be enough to scare you know not him into the second round by any means but enough that teams will draft other players instead, other offensive linemen. We talked on yesterday's podcast about how this edge rusher class is really pivotal there. And in Trevor's mock draft, he has a few edge rushers coming off the board before the Bears at 20. And if those edge rushers go a little bit earlier, it's going to push down some of those other players that the Bears might want. And all this to say is that Devonta Smith at 20 would be incredible. And this is like the first... I've seen of any kind of linking him to the Bears because I just didn't think he would be there on the board, but he is an elite playmaker and he would be so much fun in this Matt Nagy offense and he would be a great fit next to Allen Robinson. I know, you know, you still want a cornerback, you still want an offensive lineman, but man, it would be really, really hard to pass on a Heisman winning wide receiver at 20 if he's there just because his weight came in a little bit lower than you might want. I don't care about the number on the scale. I will look at what the guy can do on the field, and I'll win football games adding him in with Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney. That's the type of pick that could help somebody like Matt Nagy save his job with a more dynamic offense in 2021. But not all Bears draft picks would have the same effect on job security for the head coach and general manager. So we'll look at some of the different dynamics of what is at stake for Pace and Nagy and how this NFL draft can shape that next on Locked On Bears. Every day we get closer to the NFL draft, our friends at betonline.ag keep adding more NFL draft prop bets and different specials 
for that first round, including now will Allen Robinson be traded during round one? Yes is plus 250. No is minus 400. So the odds saying no, Allen Robinson will not be traded during round one, but there's odds for a potential move of the Bears wide receiver, maybe in a trade up. That type of move would clear some salary cap space as well that the Bears could use. But of course, it goes beyond just an Allen Robinson trade bet. You also have, will the Bears use their first pick on offense or defense? The odds much more in favor of the offense than the other side of the ball. And then prop bets on where different prospects are going to be drafted, what position groups will be drafted, and so much more. So sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and enter our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your free 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Our NFL Draft coverage is not going to be limited to just the Locked On Bears podcast because our Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. So I'll be a part of our live broadcast with our other Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. It's going to take place all weekend long on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. So make sure you go subscribe there to watch our live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft. I find myself questioning a little bit just how much the picks that Ryan Pace makes in this 2021 draft will ultimately affect his long-term job security and Matt Nagy's long-term job security. Or maybe the better question is, how much should they affect whether or not your GM and head coach keep their jobs, right? There's, there's also this idea that perhaps Pace and Nagy, you know, they've been so mysterious about how much time they have left on their contract that maybe they did get a mystery contract extension. And then to some extent, there wouldn't be that much at stake at all in these draft classes because they've maybe been, there's, you know, there's rumors that they could have been given assurances beyond 2021. Or, you know, if they are on their last year, then you start to scrutinize any and every decision that they make. And what they do at quarterback, I think, will say a lot about what kind of faith ownership has in them. I don't think it says as much in the opposite direction. But if the Bears trade up a big trade, especially for a top quarterback, and really somewhat mortgage the future to get Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, whoever, that says something about ownership being willing to let this regime mortgage that future. And presumably you wouldn't let them mortgage that future if you didn't think they would be around for at least some of that future that they're mortgaging. But whereas I don't think drafting a quarterback in the second or third round automatically saves Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace's job, right? The idea is that if you draft Justin Fields, then no matter what happens in 2021, you could say, well, see, we have this top quarterback on the bench. He is our long-term future, and maybe he plays two or three or four or six games at the end of the season, and that's enough for you to point to and say, hey, you got to keep Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy around so they can see this quarterback through and not disrupt some of that development and all that stuff. You know, it was different with Mitch Trubisky where Ryan Pace was going to be there the whole time, even though John Fox wasn't going to. Now, both the GM and head coach could point to that top quarterback as a job saver, whereas you draft Kyle Trask in the second round or, you know, Davis Mills or Kellen Mond, even if it's the third round or the fourth round or whatever, 
I don't think any quarterback draft pick outside of the top 20 really saves their jobs automatically. I don't think you can go to ownership and say, see, we've got Kyle Trask, so you shouldn't fire us because we've got this you know, 53rd overall pick at quarterback, 56 or whatever the Bears' second-round pick is, that, oh, all of a sudden, that's, you know, that's not enough to save their job at the quarterback spot. It can't just be any quarterback. It's about going into the future and having some sort of alternative there to suggest as to why the GM and head coach should stick around. But if you're not drafting a top young quarterback this year, then the job should be about what we see on the field this season and you know performance and not just this season but also the track record of previous years and how that all sort of adds up to your evaluation as a Bears owner of your general manager and head coach it's it just to a lot of extent it's a it's a win now evaluation that if the Bears do well this season they can keep their jobs if they do poorly then they're going to lose their jobs but the draft is not generally speaking a win now event it's much more about long-term team building. You know, some players can offer you more in year one and as a rookie than others, and some players can be even more so developmental and projects and long-term than others. But when you start to narrow this down a little bit for the Chicago Bears, you know, you got first-round pick, second-round pick, and third-round pick are kind of the three that you might expect to make some sort of an impact in their rookie season. And maybe Ryan Pace can pull an Adrian Amos or a Darnell Mooney or a Jordan Howard in the fifth round, but it's hard to truly expect and rely on that every year. So I think it's more reasonable to say there's maybe three picks in this draft as it stands right now, barring a trade down and adding some more picks or whatever, three picks that can make some sort of an impact. Your first round pick will probably be some sort of a starter. Your second round pick probably some sort of a starter or compete to start and your third round pick some sort of a rotational player and maybe compete to start but it depends on where you're drafting all of those positions and I just wonder if three draft picks can be enough to swing Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy's jobs in 2021 can any three non-quarterbacks at those spots make enough of a difference on this team to save their jobs or are Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy just are what they are at this point and are they just going to be either good general managers and head coaches or bad general managers and head coaches and how much will three rookies in their rookie season make that much of an impact let's test it with some specific examples and Compare it to some of the rookies of their previous draft classes next on Locked On Bears. We're all excited to see what kind of parts the Bears are going to add in the upcoming draft. And if you are in the market for some new parts for your vehicle, you got to check out our friends at rockauto.com. They're a family business that have been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. They've got everything you could possibly need. Some parts... I don't fully understand like fuel pump assemblies and engine control modules or the simple stuff like tail lamps and motor oil. So whether you're fixing up a classic car in the garage or just need a tune-up on your daily commuter, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. 
Some parts stores will have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody. So don't spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com We're all in on the NFL draft right now on Locked On Bears, but the other Chicago sports teams have been busy too, and the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered for all of them. Locked On Blackhawks, remembering the career of Andrew Shaw after he announced his retirement. Locked On White Sox, looking at the strong start for Michael Kopik and what the plan is the rest of the way for him pitching. Locked On Cubs, recapping the series over the weekend with the Milwaukee Brewers. And Locked On Bulls, looking at some recent performances from Kobe White and Laurie Markkanen as far as what that means for them moving forward while Zach Levine has been out. Lots of great Chicago sports talk for you here from Locked On Bulls, Locked On Cubs, Locked On White Sox, and Locked On Blackhawks here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Here on Locked On Bears, we're looking at the impact of this draft on Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy and how it will help them keep their jobs or help them lose their jobs, depending on how this draft class goes. I know there's a few different ways they can go about this in the first round. And you can find different levels of impact players, right? You could draft Rashad Bateman at 20 and have a week one starting outside wide receiver who is a bona fide get open against good coverage, win at the line of scrimmage, and create separation on his breaks, and help Andy Dalton in his first year. Or, you know, you could get Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State in the first round, and he could be your starting right tackle and provide what should be a clear upgrade over what right now looks to be a competition between uh, Elijah Wilkinson and Jermaine Effetti at right tackle. That helps the Bears and Andy Dalton look better in 2021. Maybe even more so than, you know, drafting a cornerback in the first round, like Greg Newsom the second from Northwestern. It's a big need and it's a long-term need, but, you know, you, you draft him and you move somebody into the slot and that's a valuable spot and it does need to be upgraded, but, you know, it's not a natural fit for everybody there and you're not exactly sure exactly how all of that will piece out, but it is an upgrade over Duke Shelley and Kendall Vildor as the slot cornerbacks and that's important. But, like, even if... You get, say, in in some order, you draft a starting right tackle in the first few rounds. You get an impact wide receiver in the first few rounds, or even in the later rounds with how deep this draft class is. And maybe you get a rotational defensive player in there somewhere as well, whether it's a rotational cornerback or another defensive lineman or another edge rusher or you know somebody in there that can make a lesser impact, but even some amount of impact in year one. How much... Does that move the needle for the Chicago Bears? Because as we know, it's more than just what these rookies do in their first year. And you can't fully evaluate them after 16 games or however many you get from them. That if you're looking at Ryan Pace's value as a general manager, you're looking at the bigger picture of all of his draft classes since 2015 and his quarterback decisions and his coaching hires and 
salary cap manipulation and cap space and contracts and the long-term financial health of your team. And you're looking at the free agent signings and how well some of those guys perform. And we've seen, you know, recent rookies be able to make some significant impacts in the first round. Jalen Johnson, obviously, a big impact as a starting cornerback. Whereas, you know, Cole Komet, their first pick last year, yeah, he caught 28 balls for 243 yards, but that was not a high-impact rookie season, even for a top 50 draft pick there. I mean, you can get your Darn Moonies in there that have some pretty big impacts, but right, the difference between the Bears' success and struggles in recent seasons has not come down to how Jalen Johnson performed in his rookie year or how David Montgomery performed in his rookie year, and to some extent how Roquan Smith performed in his rookie year. Even when they performed well, it's not as though that is what moves the needle because those guys all performed well in their rookie seasons and the Bears still only got to the you know the eight-ish win threshold except for Roquan Smith's first season had a lot of other things going on. But those rookies can only make so much of an impact in year one if you're trying to save Matt Nagy's job. And you can only tell so much about Ryan Pace's evaluation of those rookies after only seeing them for one year because you need those multiple years to know whether... You know, Cole Komet is going to work out as a draft pick or not. We don't know what he's going to be long term. We have optimism that he can be a well-rounded starting tight end, but we haven't seen it yet, and we still need to see that. You know, we don't know exactly just how good Jalen Johnson is going to be, but we feel pretty good about him being a starting cornerback and a foundational piece for years to come. But yet we're like third year of Riley Ridley, and we've seen very little of him as Ryan Pace's second choice last year, albeit in the fourth round. So it it takes time to put these picks up as evidence of either why you should keep Ryan Pace or fire Ryan Pace. So if it's not a quarterback, it's a little bit hard to, you know, put all this stock in like, well, if he gets the first round pick wrong this year, then he's fired for sure. Because we're not going to really know for sure if he gets the first round pick wrong for at least another couple of years, to be really sure. And if he nails this first-round pick, he's going to save his job. If Bateman is just a Pro Bowl wide receiver or Jenkins is a Pro Bowl right tackle, I don't know that we're going to know that after year one. We could see a strong, promising rookie season, but we have seen strong, promising rookie seasons ultimately trail off after a little bit. And we can go through a number of examples of those over the years. So, you know, it's 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 a tricky balance there where this draft is important. It's really important to get every draft pick right that you possibly can. And it adds a lot more stock when you make one of those picks a quarterback, especially early on. But for me, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are going to be judged a lot more on how Andy Dalton performs this season, how the offensive line as a whole performs, whether Charles Leno can bounce back, whether Cody Whitehair and James Daniels can really bounce back. What happens at center if it's Sam Mustafer, if he can perform well? How this running game as a whole functions with the offensive line and David Montgomery. And how the defense bands together under Sean Desai, if they can get back to being more of that Vic Fangio-style defense, or if they take a big step back having lost Kyle Fuller. And every year it seems they've lost a little bit more talent on that defense from 2018. Like, that's going to be what decides whether Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy save their jobs. Can a couple of rookies have an impact on that? You know, they can impact that offensive line. They can impact the defense and the talent there. They can impact how much support Andy Dalton has. Absolutely. But I think their jobs are much more predicated on the guys that are already here. And the guys you're taking in the draft are much more for years two, three, and four 
than they are in year one. And maybe there's a need to show something promising out of those draft picks. If they look like promising players, that's a that's a bonus for Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. But I'm judging them on their their tenure, their full time as head coach and general manager and how that's reflected in how the team performs this season. So there are things at stake in this draft, and it does have an impact, but I don't know that this is like the crucial draft that saves Ryan Pace's job. It's more about the decisions he's already made leading up to these points, and this draft will have that bigger impact in more of the long term. It's why there's some questions of like, you know, how much are you willing to let Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy make these decisions for the Bears long term when you're not sure that they're going to be here for the long term, but that's part of the perils of NFL decision-making and just how the system works. We're going to hear from Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, presumably on tomorrow's podcast. They are scheduled for a press conference Tuesday morning, and assuming the team makes that video and audio available in time to put it out for the Wednesday podcast this week, we'll hear their thoughts on the NFL draft. They're not going to give us a lot of specifics, but we can read between the lines a little bit and get their sense of what they're feeling and, and what their kind of thought process is going into draft day. So make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Bears podcast to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Then we'll just be a day away from the NFL draft already. We'll put our final draft thoughts out there. and We'll kind of piece together, uh, not quite a wish list, but almost like a tier list of like, okay, this is what we'd really like to see happen. Here's what we'd be okay with. Here's what we'd be disappointed with. Here's what we would be a disaster and really kind of set the stage for draft day. We're, We're coming down to the final days. It's a really exciting time of year for me. I'm fired up for the draft. I hope you are too. And I hope all this draft coverage makes it that much easier to bear down.